Welcome back to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. Today, my host is California gubernatorial candidate Adam Papagan. Adam, welcome to the show once again. Thank you. Good to be here. Yes. Now, we will get more into uh, the gubernatorial part of your introduction <laughs> uh, later in the show. But today, we are doing a very unique culture dump. It is our first dive into something like related to politics. It's a political dump. Uh, the first of its kind for us. I'm sure there, there's others, but this is more than just politics. You don't really have to know or care about that stuff to find this interesting uh, for a lot of reasons. And we are talking about, you know, of course, the 2003 California gubernatorial recall election, aka the 2003 recall, as it is known uh, shorthand. And the reason why this is a culture dump to me is it was a celebrity free for all and a landmark moment in United States politics that essentially is kind of forgotten. Like we all know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a long running or a long lasting governor in the state of California, but we kind of forget how, you know, it was just like we, we, the whole shitstorm kind of gets washed over and it's super relevant now considering that California is about to go through yet another recall, which is, you know, not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to start Let's a say recall. yet another. It's a good thing. It's good. It's democracy in action. Right. Right, right. And when I say yet another, that makes it seem like it happens all the time. It doesn't. And in 2003, it was, you know, it really was a landmark moment because it never had happened before in this in the state of California. Actually, prior to the 2003 recall, there had only been one other governor recalled in the United States. There is plenty of attempts to, to recall people, especially in California and across the country, but only one time and it actually happened until 2003. And as Adam once so brilliantly said, Hollywood history is world history. And while this story covers the entire state of California, it really has its dumpness in Hollywood and celebrity. So the roots of the recall. Gray Davis was the 37th governor of California. First elected in 1999, his reign over the Golden State ended in one of the most publicized and sensationalized uh, elections of all, of all time. And it was it was kind of like the most widely covered political moments of all time due to all the stuff we'll get into. And he would become the first governor to be recalled in the state of California. And like I said, the second governor to be recalled in the history of the United States. There had only been 31 attempts to recall governors, um, but none had been successful until now. The process of the recall itself was started by Ted Costa, who is referred to as the chief proponent of the recall. He was the one who filed the paperwork for the recall and served the papers to the governor himself. There was growing disdain amongst California citizens for the state government for a multitude of reasons, many of which were not necessarily the fault of the governor, but the responsibility to fix the problems fell onto him. California was in the midst of an energy crisis that worked its way out in rolling blackouts and surging utility prices. To quell this problem, Governor Davis raised the price of vehicle registration, aka the car tax. In his previous years as governor, Davis had lowered this cost substantially, but felt that the best way to slow the energy crisis was to raise the price back to where it was before he was elected. All of this was compacted by the multi-billion dollar deficit the state was suffering from. Now. Enron is behind the energy crisis. It wasn't Davis's fault that there was rolling blackouts, which if for those folks that aren't from California, it's when blackouts seemingly just happened all over the state. I'm sure you remember this time very well. 
Oh yeah, I remember Jay Leno did an episode. Jay Leno plays into this story pretty prominently. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember he did as a stunt an episode of his show that was all done by candlelight. Oh my to god! To save energy, which obviously they're not. You can't film a television show without energy. That's literally no. impossible. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's like oh great, candlelight's on the set, but like what's running the cameras? You yeah, know I mean? yeah. The transmitter. And interesting that. that like television and entertainment really wasn't impacted by rolling blackouts. But then there's plenty of pictures of like you know short order cooks in their restaurants you know with like someone holding a flashlight over the over the stove <laughs> while they're cooking to feed the people that are now eating in the dark like and stuff like that it was happening all over and then another thing that happened as a side effect of that was there was a lot of fires and the energy crisis mixed with you know fires like you know spreading across wildfires and all this stuff it all was making everyone in california miserable and of course when the people of a state are miserable. You look towards the person in charge of the state, which was Gray Davis. Now, well, it was yeah. a manufactured crisis, though. There was no energy shortage. They right. were holding back our energy so they could charge more money for right. it. Right. And that's the Enron scandal, which I just watched a thing on. And it's so complex and like multifaceted. Like, I like I kind of got it, what went on. But yeah, essentially, they were. We're being screwed, basically. And people don't like being screwed. And they know when they're being screwed. And it makes people angry. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, you know, let, let, let's, let's recall the, the government. But of course, no one even really understood that Enron, this big U.S. energy company that had all these dirty dealings, one of the biggest, you know, account frauds of all time. A lot of people went to prison. A lot, millions of people suffered immense losses from this thing. But no one knew that they were actually behind this until after the recall happened. And then by then it was too late to, to take it back. Yeah, but whatever. Also, no one really liked Gray Davis's personality that much. I remember my dad listening to the radio and everyone would call him like Governor Gumby and like they're just like making <laughs> fun of him like he wasn't like a likable guy he didn't have the kind of like star power that california needs in their politicians because we're california we have hollywood and la and all that stuff yeah we want a cool ass governor that dates linda ronstadt yeah not like some boring <laughs> milk toast milk guy. toast is actually the word used by gray davis's biggest supporter through all this i believe he was willie brown uh, yeah yeah and like his whole Who thing was always like known around san francisco was like hanging out at strip clubs and you know, <laughs> yeah. not milk toast yeah yeah and we like that we'd rather have yeah. that than the guy uh playing it playing it close to his chest now as rumors of a recall began to spread republicans saw their chance to take hold of the predominantly blue state in order to get the recall on the ballot eight hundred and ninety-seven thousand signatures were required interesting because it was like what like two million this time around yeah so the way it works is that they need a certain percentage of the, the signatures are based on a percentage of how many people voted in the previous election oh okay and gray davis was very unpopular so not very many people voted for him at all so that that percentage is lower than if you know many more people had voted you would need a lot more signatures right and you know they they, they yeah. attempt to do a recall with every governor every it's true. governor it's faces tr one. It, it's true and but very rarely does it make it to the ballot you know what i mean it, it's generally struck down not enough signatures it's generally the war cry of whoever is on the opposing side politically but this you know the reason why there's a recall now is because there is millions of people directly affected by the things that you know, they're saying deserve the recall, you know, for instance, like how the COVID situation was handled and homelessness in California and, and things like that, uh, things that people can see on the street, you know, Ryan, Gavin Newsom ate dinner at a restaurant. Yes. Okay. That, yeah. Yes. All right. And, and that's like, and that's like the biggest cornerstone of this whole thing. Blew the whole thing up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had dinner at, 
It also was the most expensive restaurant in the country. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. Not yeah. only was he having dinner. Yeah, he was enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. At that point, just have the thing catered. You, you know, seriously. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. But, you know, again, in 2003, it was the rolling blackouts that people really felt was affecting them. Then, of course, when the car tax get risen, now everyone that has any dealings with the DMV or owns an automobile like they're now being personally affected by this. And even if it's raised, you know, $20, $30, it's still a lot. And Gray Davis uh, in the documentary called Total Recalled, which it, which is great half an hour, easy watch. Uh, he says that, you know, I lowered that stuff each year I was in office, but no one really asked me to do it. It was just like part of my platform and part of something I was doing. And so when I took it away, everyone exploded. And it's like, even if someone doesn't ask for something, you can't take it away later. Right. And, and that's the whole thing. Now, Congressman Daryl Issa, who was a vastly successful businessman that made a fortune from his car alarm business, donated $1.5 million to the cause, which gave the recall movement the boost it needed to reach its goal. And once the signature requirement was met, the process began. Did Daryl Issa get arrested or something? He had some scandal. I, I'm I'm uh, sure this yeah, uh, misappropriating yeah. campaign funds. Or... I, I could only imagine that a super rich guy uh, that then became a politician did something wrong. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's pretty safe to assume. But you know, the the, the main uh, focal point of this whole episode is. Um, you know who ends up winning so that so that that's that was my focus in the research now the announcement of the recall came as a surprise to governor davis who called the entire campaign sour grapes by a bunch of losers he had been inaugurated just four months before the recall campaign started and again it wasn't he wasn't a new governor he had been the governor for several years and he finally he wins again you know again not by like a landslide by any means but wins again and then just within months it's like nope you're you, we're taking you out and it makes it to the ballot everything now with the re- very real possibility of a governor recall on the horizon the media and the public were whipped into a frenzy henceforth the coming circus yeah and now back then because maybe the powers that be foresaw this happening again after this recall election um back then the election had to be within 10 weeks of it being certified now they've passed a bunch of laws to stretch out the process so it'll lose momentum that's why we've been hearing uh, about this for a long time that's why the election date still it, isn't set it's the not inmates November. are running the asylum mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right well not for long. Yeah. <laughs> not, not for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll get there. Now, it was announced that the ballots for the upcoming election would include a vote for or against the recall and then another portion where the replacement governor would be voted for. The Democrats' initial strategy was to put their support against the recall to keep Davis in office, but that soon fell by the wayside after Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante threw his hat in the ring. This was unusual because his platform was vote no on the recall, but if you do vote yes on the recall, vote for me. And that was common with a lot of these candidates in this 2003 recall election because, you know, a lot of the people said, especially some of the celebrities we'll get into, said that, you know, they were against it, but they felt that it, it better it would be better if they took over than some of these other people that were taking advantage of the situation, which is just so it's so silly. Again, vote no on the recall, but vote yes for me. And that that was the platform for many of people. And yeah, his reasoning was that, you know, he didn't support the recall, but he also felt that if it had made it to ballot that Davis wouldn't have a chance at winning. So he might as well be a Democratic nominee because there weren't many entering because they were all so focused on being against the recall. 
That's important. Now, along with several seasoned political candidates for the position came hundreds of other applicants. A total of 250 applicants filed to run for governor with an astonishing 135 making it to the ballot. This made the recall the biggest in history and the biggest media circus of any political event, arguably until the last presidential election. It's crazy that that this was happening and you know in california it's it's everywhere and you know generally there's you know that you you run to be the voice of your respective party and then you know you get voted into being the voice of the party then you go against the other side this was a free-for-all for everyone and no one was really like on each other's platform everyone kind of had their own thing going and that's when things start getting complicated and you get this ballot that's like pages thick because there's 135 fucking names on it with all of their platforms and stuff and you know again i didn't i i was much too young to to vote then but this was huge news and i remember the newspaper coming in where it had a picture of everyone and it looked like when a natural disaster happens and like a couple hundred people die and they have like a big like memoriam (laughs) page with like hundreds of people's faces but this is the faces of everyone running for fucking governor so it's out of control and already people you know sit the overall feeling from citizens was that this is a farce this is a fucking joke i can't believe it yes i don't like gray davis but we didn't ask for this to happen because now now it's too crazy and while it is not uncommon for everyday citizens to run for public office what made this particular election unique was the overwhelming amount of high profile candidates candidates such as former child actor gary coleman porn star mary carey who was uh pushing for a porn for pistols program where you would exchange your handguns for free pornographic materials. Uh, Los Angeles billboard darling Angeline, who is running for the pink party because we have too much red and blue in this state. So I'm running for the pink party. If you love California, you'll vote for Angeline. Uh, co-founder of the Huffington Post, Ariana Huffington, world-renowned provocateur Larry Flint, and college student and Wheel of Fortune winner Daniel Watts. But most notably, the biggest runner of them all, international action superstar Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, the governor, the I'll-be-back guy, the guy that said this. Because after dinner, everyone ought to have a cigar. So I tried it. Well, the rest is history. I'm still smoking stogies. I love it. And he introduced me to something really good. And I know now the next question. Knowing you, uh, being the interviewer that you are, digging in deep all the time, you will say now, what does your wife think about that? Let me ask you something. When my wife's father has introduced me to stogies, what is she going to say? She's not going to say my father made a mistake because her father never makes a mistake. So therefore, it is okay. I can smoke stogies around her. I can smoke stogies in my house. First of all, because her father introduced me to stogies. And second of all, because I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> And he would smoke those stogies all up and down the state of California during his campaign. And so many people signed up because apparently the the filing fee at the time, and I'm, I'm sure Adam will shed some light on this, was fairly low. So it didn't really keep people out. It wasn't like a kind of a thing where, like, you could just go to the post office and get your paperwork and, you know, pay your fee and do it. So tons of people were doing this. Also, there's the rise of reality TV happening and this celebrity obsession that, that that's coming in in the early 2000s that led many low-end celebrities feel like, oh, like, 
I could just run for governor and that will push my career. It's not necessarily about winning. It's about getting a piece of the spotlight. Now, what does it take to run for governor? Like, like what do you have to do? What do you, well, you need a lot of money to win is the to answer win. to win. Yeah. answer, but, the, but, but to run to actually run there's, so there's two forms I've had to send in so far. One is form 501. That's a candidate intention statement. Um, and you have to snail mail it in. You can't email it or anything. The, um, the form lists the old secretary of state on it. They didn't even update it. Like you download <laughs> an old PDF to do it. Um, and then if you make mistakes like I did, um, it comes back like written in pen with the corrections and oh highlighted and stuff. It's really amateur. It's like hour. getting a weed card, like a medical marijuana card back in the day where it's like, Oh no, no, no. You need to circle this. Yes. And yeah. this, yes. Yeah. Kind of. And then, um, form 410 is the thing you need to open a bank account to start raising and spending money, which is the thing I'm really waiting on. Right. Because, right. I've only been in politics for a few weeks now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is- yeah. Keep in mind, but Adam is, he has thrown his hat in the ring for this new, uh, election. So. Yeah. Um, but okay, here's the deal. Anybody who most people who run for politics are already rich from doing something else. So the only reason to get into politics would be that they can further enrich themselves doing this more than they could in the private sector. Yes. So you got to follow the money on this, but and I, that's why you have to establish a special bank account so it could be accounted for or, or or the books cooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, as each candidate announced their campaign, the media circus surrounding the election grew and grew. The game show network even put together the highly distasteful special "Who Wants to Be Governor of California," during which some of the you know bigger celebrities, or not so much bigger celebrities, but bigger celebrities in the scope of the run, uh, and more unusual candidates participated in a loose political debate. And I say it was distasteful because we're talking politics here, something that will affect millions upon millions of people in their everyday lives. Uh, drastically so and they literally made a game show off of it i didn't watch this you did what, what went it, on it was great it um it it really captured the the era and the the feeling of the recall uh so there'd be a couple serious questions but then they would ask like trivia questions they'd be like <laughs> they'd be like uh like the gov arnold schwarzenegger has made 10 movies that have grossed over 100 million dollars name three and then yeah, they'd be Terminator like, one, two, three, not Terminator one. Oh, really? they're, tri- they're trick questions. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, Gary Coleman was fed his lines. Um, it, you know, <laughs> there was one guy on it who's, um, I, I looked up what he actually kind of won. Um, Nate Walton, I think his name was, um, his dad played for the Lakers. He was a college basketball player. He was okay. the tallest candidate. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And Gary Coleman yeah, was the, the shortest, small, yeah, yeah. the shortest candidate. Yeah. Uh, he actually did a pretty good job. He's a billionaire now. He made a bunch of money wow. in, um, in, um, energy or like solar energy, something like that. Yeah. Something so, very Californian. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But he actually and, seemed like a straight up guy. And of course, candidate uh, Gary Coleman has since passed away. Uh, rest in peace. But yeah, Mary Carey was also there. There was also a guy named Trek Thunder who was kind of a performance artist. Yes. Yeah. And, and his his running was a piece of art mm-hmm. uh, from his perspective. Like, it, it's just very interesting. And again, it's a fucking total circus for, you know, California is a huge state and very highly influential in the scope of the country as a whole. So for like, you know, the, the prospect that Gary Coleman or Mary Carey or even Angeline could possibly become governor is like frightening and also very exciting. But they couldn't. That's the thing. Yeah, People they, they think couldn't. that it's like yeah. a lottery or it's like a job you're applying for. Right. Is, right no, right. it takes a lot of money. Even really rich people don't win. But here's the thing. Another thing I've learned about politics. When you lose, you still win. 
because you raise your profile and you get people listening to you and yeah. people and it, it just, you know, affects, you know, any other field you want to go into. It makes you look that much better. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and if you know you're not going to win, you can say a lot of crazy stuff and then <laughs> people true. will be like, oh, that's it. Like uh, Mr. Yang, he knew he wasn't going to become the president. Come on. He's like 36 yeah. years old or whatever. So he goes. I'm going to give everybody $1,000. And everyone's like, this guy is crazy. Yeah, little did we know that uh, everyone was going to get like 1000 bucks later, but See? for, a, for mm-hmm. an awful uh, much-needed reason. Now, enter the governator. During an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, movie megastar Arnold Schwarzenegger announced he would be running for California governor. He went on to say that it was the hardest decision he had made since he decided to get a bikini wax in 1978. Already with the jokes, it's also worth noting, folks, in the uh, scope of culture dumps, that... Woodstock 99 alumni Jewel was the musical guest on that episode. <laughs> so, uh, you, know, you know who my favorite guy who ran was? There was a guy who ran named Michael Jackson <laughs> who got a little bit of news coverage just because his name was Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy named Michael Jackson that was one of the stars of Trailer Park Boys. Like, there's other Michael Jacksons many, out there. Many Michael Jacksons. Yeah, but yeah, that's hilarious. And I'm sure people were like, what? And mm. I'll tell you what, if Michael Jackson had run, he might have won. Oh, for sure. If it, if it really comes down to money, which it basically does, uh, if you're again, it comes down to money. If like completely, if you're not politically experienced, if you are, like, if, say you've served some kind of public office before, it's still about money, but it also leans on your experience a little bit. If you're just a celebrity going at it for the first time, it's strictly about the money. You know what I mean? Because you just pay your way past everything. Well, once you're in the system, though, the party comes through and they pay for stuff. Right. And they can roll over money from past campaigns. That's why Newsom was able to to just jump in on fighting the recall so hard initially is because he has these campaigns already set up and these finances already set up ready to go. So it puts right. anybody new who's trying to get into it at a disadvantage. Yes. This is literal gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, that's uh, that's what we're founded on here. So Arnold instantly became the most talked about candidate, eclipsing even the most experienced politicians and definitely eclipsing all other celebrity candidates. Arnold uses public image to his advantage in ways not again seen until Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Shirts, pins, stickers, signs, and every other kind of campaign merchandise were produced with several of his classic catchphrases and movie quotes. Some of these phrases were altered to be more relevant to the campaign. For instance, hostile la vista gray or hasta la vista davis or like you know he, he would be in one city doing an appearance and he'll be like and folks i'll be back like just like whatever i mean no no quotes from kindergarten cop or anything like that but it, it was really all about terminator like like terminator and predator became like the go-to movies for him promoting himself it's it's kind of a, a crazy thing and you know he was a mega a-list star still at that time making mega blockbuster movies so again it, he of course just eclipsed everything though the entire thing instead of it being the 2003 recall it became arnold schwarzenegger's 2003 run for governor that's the entire thing transformed now Support for the actor grew as he began making public appearances. His two tour buses were named Total Recall and Running Man. Very, very clever. Both titles of highly successful films of his. But I wondered why he didn't call the buses The Twins. You know, his film with like Danny DeVito. Uh, he could have even called one Junior and one Kindergarten Cop. Uh, there's there's a, a billion. But yeah, The Twins. But no, it was Total Recall. Totally fitting. It's almost perfect. Like, God damn it. This guy as an action star and like a charismatic personality had it built in at this point. I think, you know, he wasn't a great governor, but he was a great representative for this state because <laughs> yeah. he was 
a movie star. He yeah. was a pot smoker. He was liberal and conservative at the same time. Yeah. And he was an immigrant. Yeah. Yeah. And and his wife had a, a huge, huge reputation of her own, Maria Shriver. You know, and yeah, and also California, we had Ronald Reagan before as a governor, you know, so we've had celebrity people. But Ronald Reagan, the difference was he went on to be president. That couldn't be Arnold Schwarzenegger's future because he wasn't born in the States. But I can almost guarantee that that would have been the next step had he had been able to do it. I mean, and without a doubt. Did you watch See Arnold Run, the no, made for TV I, I, movie about it? No, but I'm going to after the, this. The final <laughs> scene, spoiler alert. Uh, he wins. Um, uh, the final scene is he's like sitting in bed with Maria and she's like, Arnold, what are you reading? And he's like, I'm reading how to make an amendment. Oh, my God. So like, yeah. And, and again, people were like in California, you know, everyone was freaking out. The rest of the country couldn't get enough of this shit. This was this was made for TV fucking shit right here. But in California, people were like really stressing out. They're like, God damn it. Like, we don't want another like Ronald Reagan, we don't like, and we definitely don't want Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it was too powerful and it was too big of a goof. And like, you know, with other people like Gary Coleman and Mary Carey and Larry Flint, you know, people were excited to vote just to, as a goof, you know, like the old Eddie Murphy joke, like, like just like going into the booth and kind of laughing to yourself as you, as you, you know, write it down or what have you. And he would arrive to his appearances with a broom, making claims that he was there to sweep up Sacramento. And these appearances were sworn by media and onlookers alike, both hoping to catch a glimpse of the silver screen hero turned gubernatorial candidate. The the broom thing is so funny, too, because it's not like it's not a cool broom. Like he probably just borrowed it from wherever he was. He didn't have like the broom, but I, like, I mean, that's such a thing that we were hearing, you know, just within the last few years, like draining the swamp and stuff. But Arnold's thing was sweeping up Sacramento. I'm going to sweep up Sacramento. And uh, that's just a hilarious thing. Now during debates with other candidates, Arnold often spoke over them or brushed off criticism as ignorance or jealousy. Accusations of misogyny and sexual harassment, as well as past drug use were common weapons used by his opponents. Despite the proof, provided the public demanded more Arnold and it became clear that he more than any other candidate had a strong chance at winning especially after billionaire Warren Buffett joined his team now he's an unstoppable juggernaut like everyone likes him because they just want to hear him talk more I mean his voice is such an iconic thing Arnold Schwarzenegger so you just want to see and the idea that like we're gonna you know in California we're gonna have another movie star guy and then also politicians kind of like that because now they get to like rub shoulders with this like movie star and they know that you know, if, if they're on his party or if they're like part of his office or, or whatever, that they're going to get to rub shoulders with some of these like great, you know, actors and actresses that are part of his inner circle. And it just seems like a, a fun thing for everyone, completely riding over the fact that like the citizens of the state are going to have to deal with whatever the fuck he comes up with. On election day, the state of California and the entire country held its breath as votes were counted. The election day itself was its own shitstorm, with news teams posted outside of polling places throughout the state. Gray Davis and Larry Flint actually had the same polling place and voted at the same time, with Gray Davis like helping Larry Flint in with his wheelchair, like get through the crowd and and stuff like that. And Larry Flint was another one that said, "Hey, like I'm against the recall, but at least if I throw my hat in, if someone's gonna vote, you know, for something completely opposite than Gray Davis, at least." there's a chance that I'll steal their vote. You know, even if it's a, a few thousand or whatever, I am against the recall, but I'd rather someone vote for me than someone I fucking hate, even though I know I'm not going to win. Larry Flint's just like a genius like that. Also rest in peace. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so on October 7th, 2003, it was announced that Arnold Schwarzenegger would become the 38th governor of California. The announcement of his victory was made by Jay Leno. 
<laughs> the same person who hey, hosted. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's it's a full circle thing there. It's like he announces it on, on Leno's show, then Leno comes to announce the victory. It's this whole thing. And the press conference was super star studded. Rob Lowe was there, Kenny G, Vanessa Williams, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, it's also worth noting that after all the results were in, Cruz Bustamante came in second place. So, you know, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger running, a, a, you know, as a Republican. He wins. Cruz Bustamante, the Democrat, with actual experience, he was the lieutenant governor at the time, came in second. Mary Carey, the porn star, the porn for pistols, uh, she came in 10th place. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like, that's not bad. No. Like, 10th place out of 135 people. <laughs> like, that's pretty fucking good. Uh, and, you know, who knows how the future of this state would have turned out if had she had won. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger served as governor of California from 2003 to 2011. Shortly after he left office, several scandals were exposed, the most notorious being that he had an affair with a maid and they had a child, unbeknownst to his wife, Maria Shriver. And that's kind of where... Arnold's legacy in politics ends. I mean, he was, you know, very vocal against, you know, Donald Trump. And that probably has a lot to do with the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger took over a uh, celebrity apprentice. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that became a whole thing. And Arnold's still there. It's still making Terminator movies, still in Expendables. Like his life pretty much just went on as usual while the next governors kind of had to reconstruct, you know, w- w- what had been broken down during those years with, with Schwarzenegger. But, you know, it, we live in a huge state with a lot of different opinions. California is very unique in the sense that it's so spread out and there's so many different counties with vastly different political stances that it's, you know, it, it's a hard thing to keep together. It's a no win. There's cause there's the North South divide and then there's the right. urban rural divide. Yeah. And, you know, the governor actually doesn't have much direct power. Mainly all they do is appoint bureaucrats. So they have a lot of political power. They can get a lot of favors. That's why Newsom gives all these no-bid contracts to all these tech companies is right. because they give him a bunch of money and stuff. So he has power in that way. But to actually fix things or change things, yeah. they have to rely on their bureaucrats. And if you're just appointing the person who gives you the most money. Right. It, yeah. it, exactly. So so in turn, that person could be in control of the money that you're allotting to what, like schools or fucking anything else. You know, so, yeah. the Yeah. I mean, and that's just kind of the way that we're set up. It's checks and balances, folks. Checks and balances. Lots of checks. Very little balance mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. kind of the deal here. But that is the story of the 2003 recall. Um, it, it, you know, it, again, it's crazy. What does it all mean? You know, celebrities harness a power that must be taken seriously. While it may seem silly, we have now seen several times that public image and celebrity is seemingly more important than experience or wisdom. It's also one of the things that makes America amazing and crazy and why we love it so much. Because, fuck, dude, we have we had Arnold like the governor. Like a governor was literally called the governor. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's fucking cool. Yeah, and, you know, for like all issues and and you know implications aside, it's pretty fucking cool. And now we're going through this again. I think the first major celebrity to announce uh, you know announce their their bid for for the seat is Caitlyn Jenner. Um, Angelina once again has mentioned that that she'll be running. I don't know if she's going to go as far as filing the paperwork, but also. Our my co-host for today, Adam Papagan, is running for governor. Tell us about what you'll do for the state of California. Well, Ryan, politicians, celebrities, millionaires are out of touch with what affects actual real people in California. How could they not be? I mean, like Newsom's kids have been in school this whole time because they go to private school. Right. You know what I mean? Caitlyn Jenner killed someone and got away with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the average person can't do those things. It's true. Angeline drives a pink Corvette. I don't have a pink Corvette. Is yeah, I mean? you've ridden in it though. Yeah, yeah. It costs me. You know, I could have put that towards my filing fee, but. Um, <laughs> But no, so, you know, I've always been interested in the news, in politics, and much like playing in a band has let me um, appreciate some of my favorite musical artists in a new way and, like, you know, identify with them. I think this is a great way to just learn about the political system directly. And I'm going to, as I'm doing it, I'm going to tell everybody about it and be like, yo, like, if the, the, the arbitrary filing fee it's well it's not arbitrary it's what well, it is arbitrary but it's two <laughs> percent of the governor's annual salary you've got to come up with so that's about four thousand yeah. dollars now if you're rich two percent of something is nothing yeah if nothing. you're literally anyone else i could really use that four thousand dollars yeah but, but we could really use you yeah <laughs> and we know the problems that are facing california that's the thing is it's like it's the wildfires homelessness the cost of living uh and then general social inequality yeah. that's been plaguing the country for the hundreds of years. Yeah. Mankind for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, forever. Exactly. You know, so uh, getting getting to a point where we can talk about practical solutions because the solution is just spending money on these things yeah. is really the issue. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the number is, but I guarantee you, you could spend enough money and get homes for every single homeless person. You can build them, you can pay them to stay in there, and then magically the yeah, sidewalks. Get them the clean. mental health care that, that some of them so desperately need in yeah. order to maintain a life worth living. The, you know. the wildfires, uh, go clear that stuff out now before it has a chance to, to burn down. Do a controlled burn, get get a rake. I don't know what it's going to take, but there's a way to like stop these things. I mean, I think that like the like forest maintenance, it pays like $15 an hour. Like, this is not yeah. a desirable, like, why would you do that when you could work at McDonald's for the same amount of money? Right. That's way less dangerous, way easier. Yeah. Y yeah. You know, and you get chicken nuggets. So I think if we can just, like, you know, put some pressure on politicians to be like, hey, fix this stuff. And if you're complaining you don't have enough money, guess what? We can tax billionaires because billionaires have almost all the money. Right. They have more money than the other 99% of us combined. Right. So, and people are like, oh, well, if you tax billionaires, everyone will leave California. No, they won't. California is tight. Everyone wants to live here. So <laughs> yeah. we can take Jeff Bezos' money. We can take Tim Cook's money. We can take Mark Zuckerberg's money. They won't miss it. They'll make more. Yeah. They can just make, they're good at making money. The house that you yeah, don't they, own. They make, like, like, on an annual basis, they make enough to, like, fix pretty much all the problems. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it'll just roll over the next year. It's not, it's not like you stop someone from making money by uh, raising raising their taxes, you know? Yeah, and these guys, these are smart guys. I bet even if we took all their money, they'd find a way to bounce back and make even more. They're self-made once, they can do it again. Yeah. So I'm not worried <laughs> about the billionaires. Right. A exactly. Well, folks, you heard it here first on Culture Dumps. Adam Papagan running for California state governor. Amazing. You heard the true story of the 2003 California gubernatorial recall election, which was such a shit show. Again, it, it seems silly calling that a shit show when we just saw like one of the biggest political shit shows like in history happen. Twice. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? For, for, for a whole thing. But. This is great. It's a great culture dump. It's a great political culture dump. So we were happy to cover it. If you want 
to check out some exclusive culture dumps and podcast 99 stuff make sure you sign up to our patreon patreon.com slash culture dumps on social media you can find us on instagram at culture dumps and feel free to send in any opinions outcries uh you know uh you know if you want some more information about uh papagans run for governor you know you can email us on over at culture dumps at gmail.com we'll point you in the right direction i'm ryan lichten i've been joined by adam papagan thanks for listening to culture dumps vote for me Hasta la vista, baby, to the car dogs. Hasta la vista, to prejudice.